It's starting to get chilly out. Yeah, Florida dipped to like <laughs> 75, but we maintain 94 humidity. Don't worry. Well, we've heard everyone's prayers, obviously, and we have new sweatshirts, caps, water bottles. Oh, and there's a camp mug, which is really cool. I like the shape of that. And a bandana for your dog. I mean, I guess for you, too. And it's all at our shop. So think of this as tithing, but you're actually receiving results. That's unusual. Um, So we have got pride-inspired logos, don't be a show pile, and the demon pine cone on different (laughs) products. And all of the products are for a limited time. More will rotate in and these will rotate out. So if you want to go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com, it's really easy to find the different parts of the website. Just click on the shop. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. Would you say hi in our names? Let's record. Okay. Hi, guys. It's Karen and Bonnie, and this is Deconversion Therapy Podcast. This one is Bonnie, if you can't tell the difference. And this one is Bonnie. That's not true. Try and get that difference. It's Karen. I know. Yeah. And so welcome to the podcast. This is the one where we're going to read some letters. This is my favorite thing. So people, if you could send your letters, that would... That would be the best. I think that this should be the whole podcast, personally. Just you just don't reading. want to do research, <laughs> and that way they do it. No, and then no. you just laugh at them. No, it's because first of all, like even David Letterman will tell you, what you want in a good guest for a talk show is somebody with a great talk show story. And so, yes, I, he has not told me that. So, well, nothing I can do about it. Dave will tell you. Um, <laughs> any on any of them will tell you. And I have believed for years that everybody has at least one good story. Some people have a lot of shitty bad stories, but you know you can always pull one out of somebody. And there are a lot of people in the world. So, um, to me, you know. I just want to hear everybody's funny story. And you can send repeat stories because that's why Bonnie and I started the podcast in the first place is because we kept going back and forth on the funny stories we had. Like uh, some of them we can't say because they're not our stories totally. So many times you and I are joking about some stereotypical people we had in youth group. The one that would always just be hanging around the youth minister is the yes guy. And it'd be like, okay, we're going to order pizza. Going to order pizza, guys. <laughs> guys, get the, we're going to round it up. Um, and then great little stories like that. But Oh, and you guys, we actually got to see each other in person the other day for the first time <laughs> in like five years. I know. We, okay, we let saw me do each housekeeping, other. Oh, okay. and then we can do those. Fine. Um, I'm going to nap. I am just going to say it would behoove you to rate and review us because we have something uh, in the works 
And I will leave it at that. Let that just be like, ooh, are they going to come to our door? Are we going to get a million dollars? I'm not going to say. So what were you saying? Oh, okay. So we got to see each other for the first time in like five years. It was, okay, it was me driving three hours through cow country. Oh, I just (laughs) sacrifice. So, so... (laughs) Uh, I was driving the whole way, talking to people about work the whole way, and finally got there. And um, and then it was a little bit like it is talking on video because we had to stay apart from each other. And yeah, everything yeah. seemed like a really dull TV show. You know, just... Oh, <laughs> did it? <laughs> what? Because we couldn't really do anything. It was, oh, we're going to sit at a table. But it was so fun to get to just be with another human who I know. Because mm-hmm. I've been... The only people I've been exposing myself to are the clerks at the grocery store. It sounds like you're opening <laughs> your coat to them. <laughs> Funny story. I worked in retail way back when I was in college. I heard a coworker in the back of the store scream. I went back there as a guy passed by me. He was wearing a coat. And she goes, I just got flashed. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding? She goes, he had on clothes, but he opened his coat. He had on clothes? Yes, he had on clothes. So, I mean, to me, that's the best gag ever. I'm going to pretend to flash you, but I'm not going to expose myself. Anyhow. um, He was just starting out. He just thought, yeah. probably got better. It was a gateway flash. Um, So, so yeah, we got to see each other and sit apart from each other Mm -hmm. and, um, it's great because it was just like the way Karen's kitchen operated when I was a kid. It was a, a whole potpourri of things brought out into the middle for you to choose from to partake <laughs> for food. And the I'm first glad. thing that she brings out, I'm like, did you bring that can of corn from home or did you go shopping <laughs> down here and decide, you know what vacation needs? A can of corn. Listen. Did you use that corn? <laughs> exactly. On a salad. Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> delightful. It was great because there were there were uh there was like babka uh on this this uh island. There was an avocado. It sounds like we're on an island. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen island. <laughs> right, the kitchen island. Um yeah, there was it was just a variety of stuff. There was some shrimp. There um, was there was, was a, a sauce. There was a big giant sausage. <laughs> um. My husband. Okay, yeah. Edit that out to mean what it really means. <laughs> Back to the flashing. <laughs> but the so in my household growing up, I think what you meant is there would be a bowl of oodles of noodles. Yep. Some Captain Crunch. Right. And some guava paste. Right. And you could just dig in. <laughs> but nowadays, we can just call it charcuterie and <laughs> charcuterie. feel really fancy. But nothing that we have ever goes really together. We don't like, yeah. No, it, was, just, it was a nice variety. I mean, if you came here, I'd have to, oh, yeah, I'd have, have to, to, I'd have to make, make lunch for you. 
I couldn't do that because it nothing would go together, but it would be like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. We're just, that's, it's. I'd probably try shorthand. to get you to eat this pesto that I got in a jar last week that I thought would be good, but somebody decided to put potato flakes in this pasta. And what? like, yeah, the grand wisdom of the manufacturer, they're like, you know what this pesto needs? Not the four basic ingredients of pesto, like basil. A nightshade vegetable. Basil, nuts, olive oil, and garlic. Yeah. But let's put some potato flakes in there. See, I'm off pesto. Pesto is something you can do for a while, and then you're like, I never want it again. It's very much like gummy bears. It's oh, just, yeah, those are, you know, <laughs> you get very similar. <laughs> okay, so it was it was very nice, and we were very distant socially. <laughs> Emotionally. Emotionally. Unavailable. Spiritually. Um, but it was... It was just, uh, it made me realize that I do need human interaction. Yeah. Maybe don't yeah. need it, but really it ben- it's beneficial. Totally. I was thinking with- about that yesterday because I visited a friend whose mom died of COVID, and we just did the six feet apart outside with masks because none of us are playing around, and she was just like, you're the first person I've seen. And yeah. yeah. And I said, what? I'm worried about when we all get out of this. Yeah. For people like me and my husband who work at home anyway, how bad am I going to be at socializing? Like right now, it's all about me. You know, like most hours of the day, I I don't have to react to other people. Yeah. So I'm worried when I get out in public, I'm just not going to even be able to pinpoint how terrible of a person I become (laughs) until later when they're in a corner whispering about me. Well, it's going to happen to everybody. Well, some are getting plenty of socializing, (laughs) as in my neighborhood. That still is like, who wants to go to dinner? Me, me. I'm not joking. I know. And that's happening here a lot, too. And I've been essential from the nearly the beginning as, you know, as selling and leasing houses. People can't stop. Yeah. We can't stop. So, you know, it's just sometimes I'll tally up the hours spent in a mask and I wonder why I get these crazy headaches. For sure. And, I mean, you're and I think need... it's the elastic on the back of my ears. Oh. But um, I don't want to take okay. a chance. So now, I don't know if you saw, I saw it on Zulily, which entertains the hell out of me all the time. Um, but it is a like soft hoodie sweater uh-huh. with a mask attachment. Oh. I so like that. They are making those, and then you just put it around your little mouth, or it hangs down and looks like a mock turtlenecky thing. Not turtleneck, but you know. Yeah, but I kind of like that a, because a then your exterior, your outgoing breath can go down your chest. 
Yes. And then your stomach can get COVID and <laughs> you can avoid it in your head. Well, so I've doctor. been, but I've been wearing that N90 or that KN95 one because yeah. I'm afraid of the other people. I won't lie. And, yeah. and half of them who I'm trying to sell things to, I have to be polite and just suck it up. And half of them have it like this or their nose Below is out. Nose. And I'm like, I well, know. we all want to have a mask over just our mouths. That would be the fantasy, but that's yeah. not good. And uh, so that's why yeah. I'm like, I'm wearing my tight one. I don't care because they, and they, th- these are people, they fly in on a plane to come mm-hmm. look at something to rent for four months. Yeah. So I'll, let's go fly on a plane and then spew through our nostrils. <laughs> This deadly virus that we may or may not have caught on the plane. Anyway, um, not angry at all. (laughs) Nope. Well, segueing to nothing. There's no segue here. Uh, Last night, my family did this. Like, like we're all together 24-7. But uh, one of our daughters is like, hey, let's ask each other questions. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, what else can what we... What game what, is that? What can I pull out of me that would even be new? <laughs> and so I happened to ask, okay, because I was thinking of the girls, you know, your future home, how do you picture it? Like, what's your style? What, you know, and of course, like... um, when I used to teach in the classroom and ask students that, everything they all describe are million-dollar mansions. <laughs> They're like, right, well, right. the waterfall will come off of, you know. And uh, But, you know, it gave, like, their, you know, uh, whatever, their style. And then my husband <laughs> decides to jump in on this, which I thought, that's fine. And described something exactly opposite of how I have been decorating (laughs) our houses our whole marriage. He's like, I like sleek minimalism. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) So, So this moves into my daughter saying, have you seen Kanye West? bedroom. Oh god. And I said the last time I was in there you uh, were born. So <laughs> no. Um <clears throat> but she brought up the photos. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anything like it. It's very much like we bought a monastery, painted it all white and we can't afford furniture, but you know that whatever it is is very expensive. So it's, it's like, so... what is it, bowl and branch paint? <laughs> is that, no, those are sheets. I want those <laughs> sheets. I don't know why, but I hear well, about them. What's the ridiculously um, expensive paint from England? Oh, I didn't even know there was one. Really? It, it's museum-y in a way that I'm like, I, I do not like that. I do not so enjoy it. So it's icy it. and cold. Very, very Melania Christmas. The okay. whole thing. So the paint company and is Pharaoh and Ball. So you know Pharaoh that their iciness is... Oh, what the fuck is this? That looks like a piece of cheese on the ground. Yeah, I think it's like a gallery feeling, and I don't understand Okay, so that's that. not a bedroom. No, and I'm trying okay. to find our 
my daughter I sent that me. That was their bed. <laughs> it's right in the middle. No, like a let big... me see. Um, oh, I found. Here we go. You can describe this. It'll probably take hours to describe everything in that room. Oh, yeah. So there's the bedroom. It's big and the walls are white. I'm sure it's a fancier name for white from the Pharaoh and Ball <laughs> paint collection. <laughs> yep, it's just a big king bed on the ground, no storage space underneath, and those little tables with the little tiny metal armed yeah. lamps. And it's like- what, you know, it's the first thing you buy out of college for a um, side table. Now, I'm sure theirs is like designer. Right. So just, there's no uh, drawer. No you drawers. can't have. It looks like it's metal. Yeah. So she probably keeps all of her crap on top of there, and it makes it look messy when they're using it. Which would upset me. I like to have yeah. my things in a drawer and look show ready all the time. But uh-huh. she's going to have a glass of water, some shit that she puts on her face. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping like at night their assistants bring in real furniture and they all are comfortable, and then they take it away during the day. Although their brains must be so cluttered with what's going on in their lives, that this is probably a really good thing for them to calm down. Yeah, I guess so. Still don't like it for my yep. house. But yeah, it's, sure. It's yep. it's it's barren. Just, it's just barren. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye's soul. <laughs> no. All right. So we have some letters. Um, I think I'm going first with one. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. So let me bring it up. And let me see if I can read their name. Uh, Okay. This is from Evelyn. Or Evelyn. Kidding. It says, I have a thousand stories for you ladies. All right. Send them. All right. Send them in. (laughs) I've spent 25 years a conservative Christian. This podcast triggers a new memory every episode. (laughs) Triggers. Triggers worries me. Sorry. On the subject of, quote, sharing the good news, quote, with unbelievers, I had a particularly creative friend. She found a database of people in our state who'd money, who had money owed to them by some bank, government, office, or organization. Do you know about those Yes, yeah, yeah. My friend Paul just sent it to me. I've seen them, too. Like, I can't yeah. remember what you Google but then you hope to find your name that someone has, you know, that you had like a an apartment deposit right. you never picked up from 18 years ago. Right. Okay. So her friend did this, blah, blah, blah. If you found your name and address on this list, and it might say the state owes you $50 from an old utility bill. You are supposed to go to this site and search for your name and address and then claim the money. She came up with the great idea to sit down and write to individuals on the list, tell them the, quote, good news that they had some amount of money owed to them, and also the good news about Jesus saving them from their filthy sins. (laughs) That is actually brilliant. Can you imagine getting the letter in the mail? How effing confused would you be? (laughs) 
I know. I'd be like, do I need to accept Jesus to get my $7? That <laughs> Wow. But what a great idea. It is. And uh, her, her uh, creativity not. should be harnessed for some, uh, something else. For well, something money-making and I secular. Know, I was going to say, I'm sure there are jobs just for, you know, marketing people to sit down and data entry all those. To, That's fantastic. Oh. She, so she wrote to them. I like that. Paint company. Yeah, she wrote to the people. Dear Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, another YWAM friend. Okay. YWAM. We haven't talked about it much. It means youth with a mission. I was part of it. That's how I met my husband. It's supposed to be a non-denominational, which for anyone who doesn't understand what non-denomination is, like I didn't, it means you're raising your hands and praying for healing and speaking in tongues. It doesn't mean like we don't have a denomination. Everyone is will- welcome and we It doesn't and mean match. that? No. I figured it would mean that, too. Nope. Because I went there as a Baptist. And remember, I went to our pastor, and I was like, okay, I feel called to missions, which really meant I <laughs> feel called to something that has big meaning and purpose and includes adventure. But I didn't see it as that then. So, and he said that they couldn't offer any church support because I wasn't with the Baptist organization oh, right. yeah. called the Journeymen. So, Journeymen, patriarchy. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so I did Youth with a Mission, and it was very charismatic. And now uh, someone told me about, in one of the other groups, hey, there's a spiritual trauma, spiritual abuse yeah. from YWAM group. I joined it and I was like, there are 200 people in there. And one of them was my leader. So no. it's good to see him in there. Like he's like, screw it. Now, some people are Christian, some aren't. I How much older it, was your leader? Um, 10 years. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but I peeked in there just this week, there are 10,000 members. Wow. So it ain't good. Wow. And (laughs) 10,000 people with different stories to tell about doing mime plays, thinking that they're witnessing to Asian people who don't understand. (laughs) Who are just like white people. White people have money. They have unlocked the secret of life. I'm going to watch this. No matter what I'm looking at, I do not understand. Yeah, because there's no cultural attachment. Okay. So then she goes on. Okay. So how did YWAM come into this letter? Uh, She just wrote another YWAM friend. Oh, okay. Okay. It's going to move in. Yeah. She said, another YWAM friend would invite me to go to the park for the day. Our whole purpose was to do, quote, friendship evangelism. Yeah, we were going to go make friends and then, but really, pull fast one on them. Sometime after our friendship took hold and convert them. How disingenuous. Yeah, I know. Why did I think that that was a good idea? Uh, Because we were taught that 
Ann and YWAM, they put us in vans during our training period, <laughs> dropped us off at the park for us to practice. Um, so that's fun. Then she goes on, my daughter was taken to a youth conference one year. She was made to go out to the local neighborhood and knock on doors and share the gospel. When the people shut the door in her face, they would come back and share with the group. I mean, crowd. There were hundreds of people at this mega church. Can you? It's like a big spiritual SWAT <laughs> team being dropped down. Um, when they shared that they got a door shut in their faces, guess what? They had T-shirts printed that said Persecution University on them. <laughs> ah, they got to proudly wear, making them instantly into persecuted Christians, hero club members. Right. What the fuck? And this one is truly cringeworthy. As a young adult person, maybe 19, we would go out into the hip neighborhood in Seattle trying our friendship evangelism formula. One day, a group of us went into a cool leftist bookstore. <laughs> you know, the kind with old chairs and cats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we strike up a conversation with the person behind the counter, a liberal hippie type, and he tells us that the cat we were petting has feline leukemia and is dying. So, yes, we ask if we can lay hands on the cat and pray for its healing. Of course, God will do this miracle, and they will convert the leftist hippie heathen. So, yes, we did crowd around the sick cat and pray for its miraculous Aww. healing. We came back to the bookstore weeks later to find out if the miracle had taken oh, no. place yet. The cat had died, and we kind of slinked out of there never to return. Where do people get the idea that these things are going to happen again? Um, let's see. I mean, From the Bible. It's this, yes. It's like, <laughs> show this where it's a witnessing formula. If people see these miracles, they're just going to turn, 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 turn. <laughs> And God. it's so embarrassing. I mean, we did this a million times. And I think I told you about how there was this belief that if you have demons in you and you get prayed for, you will like either writhe or cough. Okay. So we found this guy after we did probably some weird, stupid thing. We were in Dominican Republic. So there are bridge people. People live under the bridge in Dominican oh. Republic. And they, a lot of them are addicted to, you know, sniffing glue, etc. And this man was there and we did this whole presentation probably saying something stupid in Spanish. And then he wanted to talk to the, you know, the pastor who was talking. And of course, he's a street person. You know, you want to be like, I, I need help in yeah. one way or another. I really need my financial 
needs met, but, you know, I'll just talk and see what happens. Well, he starts talking about, like, how he grew up Catholic. He told a terrible story about how he used to be so nervous, and when he went up to take communion, he threw up, and the priest made him clean it up. And I mean, it was just, like, bad stuff. And then— um he started coughing while he was talking Uh because he was crying. And then everyone rushes to put their hand on him, and they're like, cough it up. I command you. I command. And so the guy starts coughing more, and they're like, that's right. Devil, get out of him. You know, and I had never seen this whole thing. Uh And then later when I was with other groups in YWAM, I mean, that was like the catchphrase, cough it up cough it out and I'm like so if somebody was what? just a long time smoker they may have heard that one one time or two times exactly oh my gosh. let it get out you gotta just you know um and there were some people in our uh, little Facebook group that post videos of that exactly happening where people are coughing and they're like yeah get that demon out oh my gosh so uh, uh, something, <laughs> at the and that's gross. Because what if it what what comes out? Phlegm. You got your phlegm. Oh my god! You've got now COVID. <laughs> Hopefully, there oh there's some kind of protection. Well, okay, place. so before you were talking about the whole idea of going up to a stranger at their house and getting the door slammed in your face. And I'm thinking the courage it takes you to do that. And then you come back and you're met with, you know, a hero's welcome. It's scary. It's you're still scared when you're 19 of your bra strap showing, you know, or or at least we were not now. Yeah. Not now. It's (laughs) it's just the way, but if your bra strap peeked out of your shirt. um, So that's, for that age, that's got to be a big, a big scary leap of faith to do that. Yeah. So and it can I probably mean a lot. I was always like the person behind the person who talked. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Or you know why? Because you knew in your heart they didn't want to hear what you had to say. I was I'm just sorry. like, how, I couldn't understand how you go from high. I do, I don't understand how you go up to strangers and say hi in the first place you know like it's unless you're minding (laughs) their own business in a park and then there's all this open land and you walk up to them and with another unless unless it's somebody approaching you with the hope of a sexual encounter no matter how not get that Yeah, yeah but i mean I mean, if if a guy approaches you and you're like, why are you walking over here? You know that it's probably, okay, he thinks I'm cute. He wants to ask me out. Not, I'm probably going to be witness to. Or murdered. Exactly. Or they're trying to sell something. Well, that's it. Like, we would go up to people and I think it would be, you know, just sort of like, hey, we're just walking around introducing ourselves. Why? And if, we, if you went to a church, you could be like, if you'd like to come to the church and then see if there's an opening of, I don't go to church or da-da. And then you go, Ugh. if you die right now because I kill you, where are you going to go? You know, and, but 
I mean, that's the thing. If someone's like, are you selling something? I'm selling a ticket to heaven. <laughs> You've just got like all these things. And we know someone who really is into friendship evangelism every weekend, goes down to anywhere, the beach, the here, the there, and goes up to people and says, can I pray for you? I'm like, ah. Beat it. I know. Just beat it. All right. So on that Jackson reference. (laughs) Okay. So this person says that it is okay to use their name. Um, Okay. It says Chris. All right. So Chris says, I've shared a couple stories with you before. I'm the Ouija board smashing big sister <laughs> and also the idiot who tried to help the guy on Ash Wednesday with a dirty face. Yes, so, yes. So obviously. I almost told that story. I started telling that story to a friend. Oh, and I, pretending I, it was your own? Yeah, what of it? No, I was like, there was a story. And then I'm like, oh, the podcast and no and back out, Karen. Anyway. <laughs> So it was to somebody who doesn't know that you're a famous host? They don't know my worth. Okay. My worth. They don't. All right. So she says, please keep this in mind. Oh, wait. No. She says, so obviously I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box thanks to a crazy strict (laughs) upbringing. Please keep this in mind. Our church, like most other fundy churches, had very strict ideas about sexual behavior. They railed against premarital sex, solo sex, and unnatural sex, parentheses, oral included under unnatural, of course, parentheses. <laughs> Homosexuality was particularly reviled growing up in the late 80s and early 90s, with it mm-hmm. becoming more visible. Paul is pretty clear about men lying with men. When I first glanced at this I was like how does she know my friend Paul who lies with men (laughs) I'm like oh that Paul Paul is pretty clear about men lying with men being an abomination however no one seemed to mention that ladies could also participate in this behavior which is how I wound up on a date with a lesbian when I was 18 there was a nice girl I worked with who was about 10 years older than me who I started going to lunch with. She eventually asked me to go see a movie with her, and so I was just excited to have a friend outside of church. I was starting to break away from religion and still learning that not everyone was an agent of evil trying to trick me into going to hell. So. Seriously. <laughs> Such a mindfuck. I remember, too. Yeah, yeah, because you always have to have an agenda, apparently, if you want to be a friend. Well. Mm-hmm. Listen to the rest of the letter. Um, So we met at the theater to see the late showing of the First Wives Club, shared the gallon tub of popcorn, and went to Steak and Shake afterwards. I thought it was weird that work friend sat next to me in the booth, but she bought me french fries and a steak burger. So whatever. I'm cool. But then she got a little insistent that it was so late and I should just come and stay at her apartment. Well, I don't have anything to sleep in, I say, thinking it's kind of weird. I turned down her offer of borrowing her nightgown. She kept insisting, and I was getting weirded out. Then, work friend puts her hand on my knee. Confused, in purity culture, this is like sixth date stuff, (laughs) I just ignore it. Then she starts moving her hand up my thigh. I quickly get up to use the bathroom and just freak out in the stall trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I was prepared to defend my honor with a guy trying to hold my hand, but this was new. 
I end up coming back to the table, awkwardly sitting across from her, finishing my fries quickly, <laughs> and driving myself Not leaving out. them fries. Right. <laughs> it's all about the French fries. Um, it wasn't until I called my bestie, a more worldly church, wor- church girl, working on deconverting, and I find out that ladies can love ladies in all... <laughs> It's so, I mean, it's we're so laughing, true. but we get it. Like, just having no frame of reference. Right. No, because yeah. It, it, yeah, because that's the same way. Like, uh, I knew at least two guys by the time I was a senior in high school who were gay. You know, a couple more were talked about as potentially being gay, but no one ever decided to talk about, oh, that girl, uh, she's yeah. a lesbian. Totally. Ever. Yeah. Unless no. they were just manly looking and it was a slam. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't real. Um, so, again, patriarchy. Hedden, <laughs> men can have everything. Coming out first. Yep. Um, okay. So, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, in all the thousands of hours of sermons, no one in my church or denomination had ever mentioned that lesbians existed. The sins they focused on were the bad behavior of feminazis wanting things like the vote and marital consent <laughs> and the right to earn the same money as men. Damn them. <laughs> Evil. We had no TV or outside radio, so we didn't Whoa. see the pride marches, etc. It truly had never crossed my mind that if there were guys loving guys, that ladies could lay with ladies. This poor chick had been flirting with me for months, and I never even realized it. I had to work with her for about a year longer, and it was awkward to be friendly, but not too friendly. She wound up with a girlfriend a couple years later, so I don't think I misinterpreted anything. After a few more disastrous encounters with non-church people, I gave up for a few years and turned into a hermit. Fortunately, now I'm a well-adjusted straight atheist who has the best stories to tell. I just have to start with, disclaimer, I grew up in a cult. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, ladies, for the podcast and the opportunity to hear other folk stories. Sometimes it's hard not to be bitter and angry, but it does help to know there are others who understand. That's awesome. It is. I remember in the 80s, you would be like, you know, uh, you couldn't distinguish any lesbian from the fashion trend that was going on. You know, you could go home, look in the mirror, your hair's shorter in front, longer in back, and you're wearing a vest. There's <laughs> no way everyone looked the same. And so you you're didn't, wearing you know, a vest. <laughs> you have no clue. Um, later, I lived in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is the San Francisco of the South. So all my friends were gay, gay men. My closest girlfriend was a gay woman. And It was just so fascinating having come from how we grew up Uh to just being like, these people are, you know, they don't have pentagrams in their house. Right. There's not orgies, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, my best friend at the time, Emily, uh, she started crying and she said, don't you think... um, Or how did she word it? She said something about how she had prayed every night to God 
to not be gay. Yeah. And she was crying. And I'm like, that is just heartbreaking. Yeah. But now I'm wondering, now I see Bible stories differently. Did they leave out the women with the women because they didn't mind seeing the women <laughs> with women? Yeah. And were all those men stoning the harlot? Not because she was uh, a liberated woman, <laughs> but because she knew things on them. I mean, I, yeah. everything. It's all <laughs> sketchy. Oh, and there was a person who I wish that she had... Um, stopped being so close to me because uh, she wanted my body, but that's not why. Once I found out that she was addicted to cocaine, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally admits to me, no, I can't go out with you because if I drink, I want to do cocaine and I'm trying not to. Oh, well, great. Well, damn. Oh. Uh, do you want your vest back? <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you know, we grew up so judgmental, and we want to totally be an ally, make everyone feel safe, and support you in any way, write to us, etc. Okay. okay, wait. I didn't grow up that judgmental. Not judgmental. Uh, we, I would say I was loving, but I felt bad that they might go to hell. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, wanting them to get the quote help, although I don't think I would have ever believed in conversion therapy, but wanting them to get help or something so that they could go to heaven. Yeah, I think that was and it. I, I and I'm only saying that from the fact that you know I had plenty of gay guy friends, so obviously I was you know very happy uh, to. To not judge them, but yeah. not not judge them. That's a wrong word, but not not accept them. Um, you, but I you think were happy not. Yeah, <laughs> what I, happy not to accept them? Okay, what? let me start over. I had plenty of gay guy friends as you know as early as junior in high school. Yeah. Um, and then in college. So there was something. Bonnie was in theater. <laughs> so, yeah. I so there was it. something, yeah. but there was something accepting about me to them. And I think I also never bought the idea that um, if, if you're not, if you're not completely obeying the sexual rules of the church, that you're going to hell. It just didn't make sense. You, that's I, where you and I yeah. were not of the same, you know, rigid, you know, you're yeah. not going to heaven kind of mindset. I thought like you could have sex and then ask forgiveness and, and generally be tortured mentally all your life. But I thought homosexuality would prevent them from going to heaven. And I knew two people who, you know, were like, I am was gay and I'm not. And I would love to look them up now. And hopefully they're like... I'm gay and I'm fine with everything and all that. But yeah. yeah, no, I thought they were still not going to heaven, which I still have problems understanding progressive Christians, not them, progressive Christianity and affirming Christianity because I'm like, I'm all for what anyone wants to do. I just have a hard time understanding how the Bible is parsed out. Yeah, to, how do they go along with the stuff in the Bible? 
Right. When it's like, uh, you're wrong. Exactly. Oh, I'm but like, I like the other parts. Yeah, yeah. But I believe I don't know. Jesus is a Messiah. I don't get it. <laughs> Live your life. Do whatever. We're still there. We're just going to charge you to be our friends. No. <laughs> the other thing that I am laughing about is the fact that there were clearly at least like three fairly close friends that I can think of in the late years of high school and early years of college who were gay, and they just didn't feel at all uh, deterred from coming to events at the church and stuff with our youth group and any of the social events. Yeah, I and I our think, Baptist college. I yep. think that was like, why not go to college at a nice place on the water? I think <laughs> I'll yeah. meet guys and, in bathing suits. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think the culture was different anyway. I don't think there was as much of a Baptist hate homosexuals hardline understanding if you were gay, if you could change. I mean, all that was so much more muddied back then. Yeah, and I think a lot of them probably didn't really think that they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or couldn't admit it, etc. Okay, here's our last one. And this person said, do not read my name. So, Carla, yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, she says, today, a 13-year-old told me that at his Catholic school, they had a Lego Bible. You know, Lego toys. Pictures of Legos. Do you know what I mean? Legos, on, the burn. toys that snap together? Yeah. But like the Bible isn't made out of Legos. Why? The pictures. <laughs> the pictures in it. Our Lego so Jesus pictures. was made out of Legos in the pictures that are the illustrations in the Bible? Yes. All right. So she goes. <laughs> the big rock with the hole in it <laughs> made of Legos. But it's got to be square because there's no <laughs> curvatures. And then it won't fall because it's stuck. Okay. The cross and, would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right angles. <laughs> so it, she goes on to say um, that the 13-year-old said, yeah, and there are pictures of, quote, a bunch of guys lining up, cutting their dicks off, and what? throwing them in a pile. <laughs> what the fuck is this kid talking about, I wonder? They're made start- of Legos? <laughs> I started... To Google Lego Bible. And she was like, I don't understand what this is talking about. And here it is. Laughing my ass off. Take a look. I just sent it to you. Oh, my God. You get to describe it. (laughs) First of all... (laughs) This looks like something from our era. And here, oh, there it is. So Yahweh had their sons take their place, and these were the ones Joshua circumcised. And it's got all these little round, like, (laughs) penis tips (laughs) over to the right in a pile. 
<laughs> oh my god! And all these little flat-fronted Lego men. There's one with a mustache, <laughs> straight yeah. out of the village, people. Um, oh my god! And the first guy smiling really big as the guy hacks off his tip, and then there's blood. They've got the hands that are just <sighs> sort of like where you clip <laughs> something in, and the guy in the front has a clipped-in <laughs> dagger, and he's just got it pointed towards oh the my guy's God. Why does loins. it say the second circumcision? I guess it's what? the second one. I don't know. I I don't. Karen. The Old Testament the was pile just of trash. Tips. There is. The pile. So <laughs> she goes on to say, apparently... This, it's called the Brick Testament, and it was created by a skeptic trans woman named Elby Sperling. She said, I have no idea how a coffee ended up in a kid's Catholic school, which I love. They're probably like Lego Bible. Let's oh put God. that in the library. That's really going to be up and hip. Oh, my so God. So I look up this L.B. Sperling, and she's a very creative, you know, interesting, fascinating person who supposedly <laughs> made it, you know, her Lego Bible, this brick Bible, really ended up uh, getting a lot of hits online and people loved it. <laughs> and so she's now working on the brick book of Mormon out awesome. of Legos, which I can't wait to see. But it's hilarious. I want to look at all the pictures. So it has, I just want to look at this one. <laughs> it has like the Last Supper created out of Legos. But I am loving. Oh, my God. The pile. I'm sorry. It's uh, too much. Well, thanks for this one. This has made my day. I'm going to send this to every guy friend I have. <laughs> and we'll put it up on our thing when we um I might make it as the cover on the Instagram or whatever it is. But please send us anything funny, interesting that you want. We love to hear all of it. We've embarrassed ourselves. It's your turn. We won't read your name. Also, just one more thing about this picture. The tips are huge. Compared it, to the were, to the male bodies that are standing in line, well so endowed. Uh, so Lego those are men. not to scale. Um, <laughs> hey, so by the way, last week was Thanksgiving, or actually just a couple days ago. So happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah. Um, uh, Karen, how did your Thanksgiving go? You have a lot to be thankful for. Well, I don't know if we're going to be posting this soon. But Doesn't matter. <laughs> so my Thanksgiving, it was just the four of us, and we all made our own thing. So since I'm eating raw food, I made a hummus-looking turkey with, like, leaves in it and tried to be all cute. The leaves were spinach. Yep. yep. Carrot nose. Seed eyes. I mean, delightful. My yep. vegan daughter made what is only to be called a log. <laughs> it's just like if you look at it, you're like, is this a dessert? Is this what's in it? And 
anyway, it's sort of like tofurkey, but stuffed with things. Mm -hmm. And then... Things. (laughs) The other family members present, they didn't want... Like, none of us love turkey. Yeah. So we're like, let's not get a turkey. So they had chicken. And one traditional thing was our famous sweet potato pie, where... You put a lot of butter and brown sugar in the sweet potatoes, and then you top it with marshmallows. Right. So we do that. So everyone laughs because one year at my dad's, it's in the oven, and then all of a sudden we look, and there's a fire (laughs) coming up through the stove, and we open, and, you know, everyone gets their cameras out and laughs, and we have to take it outside. So this year, that's not happening And, but the, like, we're eating and the casserole's still in the oven. And I said, I'm going to turn on the broiler in a minute. Well, the To get the marshmallows, like, toasty? Yeah. Just a little caramelized. That's it. I'll go watch it. 30 seconds, 40 seconds max. So my other daughter heard turn on the broiler. Mm -hmm. So I guess she went and did it, and I didn't notice. We're all sitting there, all four of us talking. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go look and see if anything's happening. Happened to turn my head, and the oven is glowing. And I'm like, (laughs) shit, shit. And I run over there and call, like, what, what? You know, and we open it, and there's fire. And then I, you know. Anyway, so I'm like, tradition. We like our traditions. Flames. And that's it. Yep. Awesome. How about you? Super boring. I cooked for my mom and we had steak. (laughs) That looked good though. As opposed, yeah, I just sent you that because yours was so pure and clean. And then I killed a cow. (laughs) (laughs) I killed a cow and then strapped a pig around him and (laughs) threw him under a broiler. So watch that broiler. Yeah, but it was, you know, there is a lot to be thankful for. Totally. I mean, that's it. Even talking with my friend the other day, his mother died of COVID. We're like, you know. Oh, shit. It's, it's, you know, she's thankful. Like, you, you get thankful for just if you have someone in your life that means a lot to you and they're healthy. If you have a nice view out your window, if you, you know, you have any to, of that. You have to, to make the effort, though. To bring your brain around to it. Yeah, absolutely. So we are grateful, as I said in our Facebook, for the people who listen to this because it's we just love community. And that's what you guys have given to us and so appreciate it. Cannot go and say it enough. When we saw each other in person, we're still like... And it's just for the sake of community. We're not trying to organize you into anything where we're going to make you vote for us. Vote for us. (laughs) But vote for us, please. Yeah. And if you don't, cough it up. (laughs) Cough it up! And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, y'all. 